welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And happy Halloween! <laughs> happy Halloween. Happy spoopy. Today we're talking about Uzumaki, Spiral into Horror. Not only is this, in a way, like a... Well, covering a horror manga for Halloween as kind of like a special episode of sorts. It's also the first time that we're... Well, we're covering an entire manga in a single discussion. So here's a spoiler warning for all of Uzumaki since we are going to be covering all three volumes plus the last chapter today. Written and illustrated by Junji Ito and published from 1998 to 1999, this story is widely praised and very well received all around the manga world. I think it's safe to say it's the most famous horror manga out there, right? I, You know, I wouldn't know. I'm not um, too into the horror manga genre, but... Fair. I, I'm really not either, but... I, I knew... Junji Ito, like his name and how mm. popular he was. And I knew like some of these stories, like because I had seen like clips or not clips, but pages, you know, people were sharing. But I didn't know where they were from. And so I don't know like if there's one that he's made that's even more famous than this one. But I think it's fair to say this is highly regarded. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm not really into the horror genre kind of at all, like in any mediums. But, uh, but yeah, Uzumaki and, or well, Junji Ito obviously is such a big name in the manga world and uh I, to me at least Uzumaki seems to have been the the, the title that's kind of come into um or that, that I've heard about the most kind of uh, prior to having read it which was why I got interested in it why it's the only one out of his works that I've read so far and well I guess first of all I will admit that after having read this manga I will because I read it for them for my first time a couple of months ago and after having read it Spirals do kind of creep me out now. <laughs> Whenever I see them kind of out in the real world, when I see a spiral shape or something that's reminiscent of a spiral. Mission success! I mean, it, 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 it's, it's actually worked on me. And the, I remember that, that that's something that I had heard people say. Um, like others who, who had read this before me told me that the, it, this, it, it had that effect on them. And it, it did it on me. I mean, it's not like I actually get scared. It's not like I'm not like Shuichi or his mother in that regard. Uh, but it, it does it, it does give me a little bit of a feeling in my stomach, like when I see a spider, like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually find uh, Uzumaki to be, I mean, at times it's scary, like don't get me wrong. I find it more to be disturbing and unsettling yeah. than scary, which I think can definitely be different. Um, and I think that's partly to do with, you know, there's no jump scares. Uh, Right. There's no like, you know, usually there isn't something like chasing you or something like that. There, there's a couple mm. instances where that does happen, but right. it's it's different in that it, it's kind of like sometimes psycho, psych, psychological horror, sometimes mm -hmm. body horror, but it's usually like, you know, disgusting or disturbing um, in that sense. But I, I like this kind of unique take on, on horror, at least for me unique, because at least in Western media, you don't really see too many things like this i'm sure there are exists but especially within popular like horror stuff mm. you don't really see too much of this uh exploration into well a theme in a way <laughs> yeah right right I, I i love how throughout really like every single chapter deals with this like yeah the spiral and ways to make that unsettling in various ways mm -hmm. and how i love how creative ito is and how in, in finding all these creative ways right. to make the spiral into something 
kind of freaky or, or disturbing. It's it's really really well done, and I, I love how how wild his fantasy is to be able to come up with all of these ideas. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> uh, you know, reading each chapter was just exciting to see how how does the Uzumaki the the spiral play into this, and mm. I, yeah, I think it was always so fun to see. Sometimes I felt like that's a little bit of a stretch, <laughs> but that's just that's just me being a Debbie Downer or whatever. Um, but have you ever seen videos like from uh, Viz Media or uh, Crunchyroll where they interview Junji Ito and he just like kind of you know gives his opinions on scary things or, or things like that? He he just he, on camera he's a very like mellow guy mm. and honestly he's kind of he kind of seems like a a normal you know not very exciting person <laughs> but but he's very wholesome and like yeah you know they'll show they'll show him scary something scary he's like oh well that wasn't too scary i thought it was kind of cute to be honest <laughs> <laughs> or 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 the show is something scary he's like yeah that was pretty scary <laughs> but it, it doesn't really have much reaction. Yeah. That's, I, I haven't seen a lot of that, but I've understood that he is, uh, as a person, very sweet and like you, uh, like in a way that you, you might not expect from someone who kind of specializes in these gruesome horror manga that he right. is known for. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it is pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, usually on a mummy manga, we kind of structure the discussions based on the characters kind of divided up that way in order to kind of make it mm -hmm. uh, like kind of to make sense of it all and to have something to tie our discussion points to but today we figured we'd do something a little bit different because i think um I, I don't know i i i didn't think we would be able to cover our well the the interesting points of the story thoroughly enough through the characters specifically so we're going to go mm -hmm. through the story just kind of chronologically chapter by chapter and talk about whatever we want to bring up in that uh, method or in that manner. So I guess without further ado, let's get into that. Okay. Starting with chapter one, the spiral obsession part one. The story starts off with Kiri and narrating, narrating the story. And it, she really does throughout the entire story, really until mm -hmm. the very end when she's essentially frozen in time underground. Or, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, well, we'll talk about more in depth. Later, Getting ahead but, of yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny how really throughout the entire story, she is the narrator. And I, I love how how close we as the readers are able to get to Kirie through her narration. Yeah. And also thanks to her really being present in pretty much every single scene, if not actually every scene. I, I, I guess I'm not entirely sure, but I, I mean, she might be in every single scene. I'm not entirely sure, but at least she's there in, in almost every scene. Well, she's very much her own character. Uh... I find her to be kind of like an avatar for, for the reader. Very easy for us to put ourselves in her shoes and just kind of experience the story as she goes about it. To, at least to me, that's what it felt like. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but, but of course, she's her own character. It's just easy to, to see the world through her eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, uh, st on these first couple pages... Uh, my good friend Charles pointed out to me, because he, uh, a friend of mine who is a big fan of this manga as well, uh, he pointed out to me when we, when we talked about this book together once that he noticed that on the first couple of pages, the panels or the camera or whatever you want to call it, it is spinning around Kirie. One might say it's spiraling around her. Um, <laughs> uh, something that 
I, I had not noticed myself and I probably never would have, uh, but it is kind of slowly spiraling around if, if you kind of follow along uh, page to page uh, from the very, very first page until the page where she starts running. Um, and when, when she says, oh no, I'm late. I might miss Shuchi at, at the station. Uh, like basically those pages, um, the camera is, is kind of steadily rotating around her or, or spiraling around her, which is a nice, a, a really nice touch, I think. Mm. But I guess speaking of Shuichi, uh, Kiri's boyfriend, he really from the first chapter, pretty much from the first time we see him, he feels like there's something off about their town. And, yeah. um, like, and already in, when he talks to Kiria then, he suggests that they leave and just get, get out of uh, Kurozucho. And I, I don't know, I, I just, like, looking back at that, I, I think it's kind of sad that they didn't. Like, they had the chance then. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't too late. <laughs> if they, they, you know, they still could have left then. Um, but, but obviously they didn't. But it's, it's, it's one of those, like, ah, what if, kind of. They, they could have had a good life. I feel like in the beginning of this story, they had a few chances. Yeah. And they had evidence to be like, yeah, there's something up here. Let's leave. <laughs> yeah. But should. for one reason or another, they never do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm glad we got the story we did. But <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think this first chapter does a an excellent job at kind of setting the tone, kind of what this series is going to be like, kind of. It introduces mm. these weird kind of body morphing, body horror mm-hmm. elements that will obviously become more prominent as the story continues, as well as kind of sets the tone and establishes these, the, the, this mystery about the curse of the spiral. Um, I think it's a very solid first chapter. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the creepy eye rolls and then <laughs> the mortifying turning of his limbs and tongue and eventually <laughs> his body. Oh, oh gosh. Uh-huh. It's, yeah right right away i was like yeah it's gonna be a lot of body body horror isn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep oh and that yeah and that was just the beginning (laughs) yeah yes uh should we talk about the next chapter yeah so chapter two the spiral obsession part two this is the only part two to a chapter but it it really tied into the first one with uh shuichi's mom now being kind of the the focal character Ah, man if you thought chapter one was, you know, disturbing, chapter two mm. really takes the, the body horror up a notch and, and just like the self-mutilation. And just yeah. like, oh, I didn't stop. Yeah, it may be really uneasy. Like, especially since we, we knew what, like, what stage she was in. We understood how, how severe her issue was. She cut off the tips of her fingers and toes and, uh, like, cut her hair off and everything. So as soon as the idea came up or like as soon as we learned about the the cochlea cochlea i don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced uh the spiral shapes part in the ear right right. uh, anyway um as soon as that kind of came into the story like or i i think i and probably a lot of other readers got like this really uneasy feeling uh as it's like oh shit she can't learn about that if she does it's gonna be really really bad and obviously it was right uh, it it was done so well, just setting the the vibes kind of around that. Yeah, it was like the great build up to the moment where, cause you cause you knew she was gonna, you felt like you knew she was gonna stab herself. Yeah. Uh, by the way, terrible hospital. Like 
who keeps the scissors in a in in the in the drawer next to her True. when she's already cut off her fingers? Like, okay, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, fool me twice. What the heck are you doing? Honestly, yeah. Anyway, um, the nineties, man. Not yeah. Who cares? Uh, regardless, like she just took that the scissors and went straight for it. Mm. Um, and the poor woman was never the same. Yeah. Yeah. Rip Mrs. Saito. Rip indeed. Well, and Mr. Saito. Like they're, well, yeah. You know, they're both kind of just, they, they pop up here and there throughout the story to, just to torment Shuichi. Yeah. But here they, I guess they kind of end up with souls trapped by the sp- spiral, cursed by the spiral. Yeah. Uh, poor guy, poor Shuichi. Like he suffered so much in just the first two chapters of the story. He had already suffered immensely, like losing both his parents mm. in each of the, those first two chapters. Yeah. Poor guy. Like I, I, I don't blame him for for ending up the way he did. Like <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Man. Uh, one last thing I'll say is that that centipede that was just randomly came in in the Mukade. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I centipedes are gross. Yeah. And I definitely have a small fear of centipedes crawling into any hole in my body. Mm, understandable. Uh, particularly my ears. Uh, so I, yeah, that is definitely, definitely a little fear there. <laughs> I mean, good. I mean, good, good for the for the sake of the horror. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, my last thing on this chapter is how I, I love kind of how well it really worked out uh, that Firstly, the most obvious spiral of the body exists inside of the well, like the the inner ear, and that's also where the balance organs are. So you know, obviously, as as we as we know from from when she stabbed herself in the ear, she she kind of uh, ruined her balance organs as well, which made her well her her balance got all uh, wacky, and she felt like she was kind of just spiraling out of control, which obviously works well for the themes of the story and everything. So I, I just love how well that worked out with all all of that considered, like. Both of that thing is in the ear as well as the balance organs. It, it just worked out so well. Truly. So then let's talk about chapter three, the scar. I'm going to say, I think this is one of the best. I don't think it's right. the best. I, I do, ha- do kind of have like a semi-ranking of things. I think this is in top three. I, mm. I think this is one of the better ones. Nice. Maybe, maybe top five. But anyway. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going. No, no, no. It, it is really good. And it's, it's, I, I'd say it's at least one of the most iconic chapters. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, like I think that the the obsession that Azami develops for Shuichi in this chapter is super eerie to me. Yeah. Like it's always like in 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 fiction and I guess in real life too, people or characters who I guess develop feelings for someone and they can't let go of the feeling, kind of no matter what they're told. Mm. That that always kind of that's that's always eerie to me, uh, and it really had that effect here for sure. Um, Definitely psychotic um mm. but let me just say this girl wanted to start trouble by asking to go see her boyfriend like uh-huh what uh, uh, her being kitty's boyfriend it's like wh- why do you need to go with her like I, okay i understand like you want to meet your friend's boyfriend but like i don't know it, it seems like you were wanting like you wanted to get the boyfriend's reaction to you you know yeah oh yeah like that's what it, almost like what she wanted uh-huh. maybe maybe it's, it was a more subconscious thing but when she didn't get it that's when the madness started to settle in oh yes ah oh. 
one of the most disgusting things though in this chapter is the the eye rolling down the spiral mm, mm. it's like oh he be yeah i just come can't smooth. wait to see that animated <laughs> yeah oh my god oh yeah I, I guess quickly about the anime adaptation that has been postponed several times by now but i mean i'm kind of glad that i i don't mind it i'm glad that they're taking their time with it to make it as perfect mm-hmm. as can be but it is confirmed to be four episodes long only um oh with that in mind unless they're like longer than usual anime episodes then they're mm-hmm. gonna have to skip probably a bunch of things to yeah uh, for it. so i i don't know which parts are going to be in it and which parts won't be <laughs> I, I hope this chapter will be in it, though. Like, I really hope so. Mm. It makes me wonder if they're going to bother trying to do the entire story or not. Although, to be yeah. fair, uh, three volumes for four episodes. That's not bad. Could be worse, I guess. But I don't know. I, I, I would feel like six episodes would maybe be the minimum. Oh, okay. Although, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be great regardless. Like, the the little, very little teaser that we have been shown so far, I think looks uh, stunning. Like, it's right. it's just a couple seconds, kind of, but it looks so beautiful. Well, the art direction was amazing. Mm-hmm. The And then the animation was so fluid. It really, I don't know really if that was, was just for that one moment or not, but if it, the whole anime is like that, like, good night. Precisely. If the entire anime is like that, I, I don't mind that it's only four episodes, and I don't mind that they might skip some chapters or several chapters. Uh, mm-hmm. it's gonna be uh, well, yeah. Assuming it's gonna all look like look that good, then um, it's gonna be a treat to watch regardless. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, chapter three. I think that this is the first time that um, well, it's kind of the first instance of a person who is cursed by the spiral and kind of acting harmfully toward others. Obviously, this becomes oh. much more prominent as the story continues. But in the first two mm-hmm. chapters, there wasn't really anything like that there were like the the only ones who came to harm were people who can kind of harm themselves in a way um but yeah. but here in from chapter three onward there's actually people cursed by the spiral who are out to harm others for various reasons and that kind of i guess ups the stakes to a degree yeah i mean in the end she literally like sucks in the okada guy mm. into her whole spiral yeah thing <laughs> Yeah, man. Very, very, very disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah. But I loved it. I loved it for that because I felt like it was strange but unique and equally disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just a really brilliant idea. For sure. Harry Potter's got a competition for the best forehead scar. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see. He does. Well, let's talk about chapter four, the firing effect. This chapter starts off by reminding us that Dragonfly Pond is sucking in that smoke from the crematorium. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, considering that we just saw, like in the previous chapter, we saw Azami's spiral sucking in not only that guy, but even herself. Uh, Mm -hmm. So kind of, I guess you could say that chapter three established that spirals suck things in. Hmm. Or at least, yeah, the, the, the curse spirals. And yeah, as I said, how this this chapter, immediately after having seen Azami's forehead spiral sucking things in, we're reminded that the smoke from the crematorium is being sucked into the uh, dragonfly pond. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like it should be possible to, to kind of that early make the assumption that there is a spiral of sorts 
below the pond. Obviously, I didn't do that on my first read through, uh, but I, I kind of like how these hints are are there, kind of, um, yeah. for people to like to. It's possible, I'm sure, to pick up on that and kind of to speculate on that, even though I personally didn't. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting. And also, we learned early in earlier in the story that the Goshima family house and Dragonfly Pond are located in the center of, of town. That, that was something that was established very early, um, which could also maybe lead people to suspect, I guess taking it a step further, lead people to suspect that the town itself is a spiral. Um, but, mm. but yeah, of course, I, I didn't make any of those connections on my first read-through, but uh, it, it's just nice that all these little hints are given. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I made... The connection to Dragonfly Pond at the very beginning, and the only thing, and I'm, and I'm sure you, maybe you thought also, is that obviously something was going down and that it would play an important role in the mm. overall story. Right. Um, but yeah, what it actually became, like, no, no way did I think that until, you know, later on in the story. <laughs> yeah. But it, it really makes this manga worth rereading, like, for, for, for noticing all of these things that were, were yeah, were hinted at early. Got anything else on chapter four? People's face in the pottery was creepy, but not really as disturbing as the previous chapters. Right, right. Well, I, I, yeah. Although I guess the, I guess you could say this is a like the second instance of someone who's cursed by the spiral inflicting harm on others, because in a way, because he's kind of um, or uh, Kiri's dad is basically tormenting the the dead. Hmm. So it's in in a way he's also harming others, but it's in a in a different way. Anyway. Let's talk about chapter five, Twisted Souls. I think you mean Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, it, it, it really, it, it was, it was definitely had that vibe. And I definitely thought about that too. And it's, I don't know. I, I'm just going to jump to the ending real quick. I mean, we're going to have some other things, but about this kind of Romeo and Juliet story that this chapter dealt with, it had both a creepy and sad and beautiful ending kind of all at once um mm. and, and in my opinion because it was i mean definitely sad like the entire situation was sad the whole chapter was kind of sad uh and obviously how this chapter introduced the or it didn't introduce the body morphing kind of because that was kind of in, in the first chapter but it was the very first chapter yeah. yeah but it was kind of the first time that we kind of got to see it happen live um so it still had a a pretty big impact in my opinion um and that I think was definitely creepy, while at the same time it was beautiful to see that they they not only did the escape, they supposedly got to be together for the rest of their lives, however long that lasted or however that worked. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Did they suddenly start grow gills and are able to breathe underwater? I yeah, don't <laughs> I don't know about that one, chief. You know. But uh, no, you know it was kind of bittersweet and actually you know i i didn't expect when i first saw the the chapter title page mm. um i didn't think those two would be the ones that ended up cursed but mm. uh, yeah i mean obviously as you read the chapters go on you could you could you saw the signs <laughs> they all, oh something's going down yeah <laughs> but yeah you know in a way it's like uh like we said romeo and juliet uh but in a, a horror disturbing <laughs> version um but you know in the in romeo and juliet they both die as well yes well i guess we we're we're believing that they're still alive 
maybe least tempor- temporarily but yeah right right um it, it, it's still a tragedy so i guess i guess that fits <laughs> yeah no I, I i think so for sure and, and then yeah the, this entire forbidden love thing like i i think you kind of you have to make comparisons to romeo and juliet whenever there's a modern work <laughs> uh about about forbidden love kind of <laughs> absolutely but it, w- it was funny how we saw the snakes intertwine you know mm. uh I, I making love i guess and and how that was kind of the hint at what they were going to end up doing yeah. to, sh- to bind their fates together. Exactly. It's very good. This chapter also introduced the ruined row houses in Kurozucho. Right. And I think it's so cool how when you look at, because I think it's the beginning of the chapter, you kind of see uh, several of the houses kind of from above and you can, you can, you can tell that they are, supposed to form the spiral if, if you look at them closely uh, you, you you can actually tell that it's supposed to be that and e- even in this first chapter obviously you would have no reason to believe that they would form a spiral no but uh it's it's so cool that it it's all it's all there still technically <laughs> even though it's very vague yeah I, I agree and it just goes to show how much he had planned beforehand because those mm. old row houses don't really appear again until you know later on and then and then they kind of become frequent yeah. and then really take on role in the role. It, it wasn't until a later chapter uh, I didn't, that I didn't figure out, like, oh, <laughs> that's going to be the spiral yeah. kind of a thing. So <laughs> def- definitely have, you have no idea that's where they're going. At least I, I don't. Most people right. don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't think anyone That's where they go at the very Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, in this chapter, Shuichi suggested that he and Kiri leave Kir- Kirozucho. Yeah. So they had this. They had another another chance here, but they didn't take it. <laughs> it's really sad that they didn't do it, especially after seeing the whole Romeo Juliet thing happen before their eyes. Right. The twisting is like, you know what? How about we? How about we skedaddle? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. That that's enough body twisting for me for one lifetime. Let's mm-hmm. let's leave. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody has their kinks, I guess. But uh... <laughs> you know, I actually—it's funny you say that because I had that thought, basically that exact sentence. <laughs> you know, everybody has their kinks, I guess. For on several, when I saw several of the pages in like throughout this manga. <laughs> oh my gosh! As I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. That line didn't didn't come into my head until you know that second, that, that <laughs> brief moment. Okay. So maybe it was maybe it was your. Uh psychic yes wavelengths send it to me i believe so <laughs> all i want to know is when's the disney version when, when are we going to get the disney version of this like, oh no classic classic tale of love <laughs> that would be that would be pretty awesome <laughs> uh, but you know speaking of uh, psychic uh, communication let's move on to the next chapter and it's not chapter six but next i want to talk about the lost chapter galaxies and this one, obviously, in the well, I think well, we have both. We we're both reading the uh, the physical book, which is has, has the three volumes com- compiled, and it features the last chapter at the end. Mm-hmm. I, and it's technically a little bit unclear as to when it's supposed to take place, but I think it's definitely got to be at least somewhere between chapters two and six. And I feel like, or at least personally, I feel like putting it between chapters five and six, as we're doing here in the discussion, to me at least, makes the most sense. Yeah, that, I'm fine with that. 
but yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this chapter other than I, I guess I, I guess I, I, I kind of appreciate its its, its uh, take on kind of human greed. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, definitely. It was it was fun to to witness. Otherworldly powers manipulating them in that way. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I'm glad that he that uh, Junji Ito did galaxies because when I think of a spiral, that's definitely one of the spirals I think of. Mm. Um, for sure. Just you know, Milky Way galaxy and whatnot. Yeah. So I thought that maybe the powers that are gained from the galaxy spiral, maybe that could be the source of some of the or this the source of what is actually happening in this village. Oh. Obviously, there's no indica- exact indication of that, but it's never clear at the end what or who exactly caused all this um, purposely. And, yeah. and, and and not to say that it's not satisfying, and we'll talk about that at the end, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring up, since it, it was a thought I had, and it is at the very end of the of the book, and not to say that really is a hard indication or anything, but maybe maybe there could be something there. I see. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I, I'll just, I'll just say that I, I think I generally disagree, though, because I, at least the way I interpreted the ending was that it was this city below, the town that was the source of it all. That was kind of the reason for it all. Yeah, I, th- I think you're misunderstanding me. Oh, oh, that's okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. What did you? Sorry. So, I like what if the some sort of power that resides in those spirals came down to our world. And built that city, like, or at least started mm. the the technology or the the powers or whatever is causing the spiral to activate um, and build the city. Maybe that maybe that's the source. And for some for whatever reason they they left. Maybe they're kind of a colonizers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's just a a, a theory I had um, among other ideas. Uh, okay, fair, fair, interesting. I think I'm still gonna disagree with this theory, though. Well, well <laughs> but I mean, I, 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 I do, I do find it interesting. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's nice. I never, I, I'm not, I'm not like, you're like, oh, this has to be it. No, yeah, kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying that. Mm. Oh, what if? Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah, it, it's fun. I think my main reason for, I guess, for not thinking so is the fact that um, it was specifically in in uh, Kurozucho where people saw these. Yeah, like all these galaxies popping out, uh, and supposedly mm-hmm. nowhere else were any discoveries like that made. So I feel like it's because the source is below that town and not kind of vice or what. I I guess it's complicated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then let's talk about chapter six, Medusa, and this is maybe the the most iconic. Uh, chapter at least at least in my in my opinion it's another top tier mm, yeah mm. i i don't think it's my favorite one but it's up i think it's a night it's in my top three like no, it is mm. it is very good it really is and it's so memorable too mm-hmm. absolutely I, I i like how it kind of expands on the curse's desire to mesmerize people because that was kind of established a little bit um obviously in chapter three but uh, I think this chapter takes it even further, and I mean the future of the story is going to take it even further still. But uh, I, I like how I, I, I think this chapter is a very good step in in that direction for for the curse kind of or and us learning about the curse and understanding it. I also kind of like how it puts Kitie in the spotlight. Before right. she was more of a bystander to the curse and what was happening, um, 
I say it from her father. I guess that was kind of more uh, affecting her. But mm. this now the curse is actually you know it's in her hair. Yes. <laughs> you know it's 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 taken over that, and so it definitely has a well at least just puts her more into uh, the focus in, in that sense. Precisely. Yeah, she is cursed now. Yeah. So the battle of the sentient hair. I. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 just you know, uh, I guess disturbing is the right word. For how they're like, you know, controlling people, you know, mesmerization, and whatnot. But it's also just really funny to see like the these hairs going at it. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I thought it was also really funny seeing when when Sekino was saying, "Now I'm the most attractive girl in town," but her face. <laughs> like, it's so funny because as she says it, her face is hideous at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> So yeah, there there definitely is some comedy to it as well, um, or I guess dark comedy. But yeah, uh, def- yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in this chapter, I uh, when when Shuichi saw Kirie with like the cursed hair, uh, and th- there was a part where he we, we saw that he saw it, and but then then turned around and walked away, and when when we saw that, or at least when I read it the first time. I, I, I kind of thought that, oh shit, he, he's leaving her, like, he, he's giving up on her, he's kind of, he, 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 didn't, he didn't like that kind of, uh, something like that, because obviously we knew how strong his feelings were about the, the, the spiral curse, so I figured mm-hmm. he would just leave her alone or, so, or something, but, um, but yeah, obviously that wasn't the case, so I, I was very happy when he came to her rescue with the scissors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't doubt my boy Shuichi. Like, Good. <laughs> he's going. He's going through a lot, but uh-huh. you know, I, I know he has, he means well and <laughs> has Kirie's best in mind. He really does. It's just I think at that early, this early in the story, when I read the story my first time, I didn't really know. I guess how strong their bond was and all that. Obviously, I knew. Yeah, I mean, they totally. were together, but, but yeah, yeah. He he he's very faithful and loyal. Right. That's fair. The skins and bones on the telephone pole. I oh yeah, I know that that was very creepy. Mm. Um, and one of kind of one of the favorite moments where she just ends up just dying, just being drained of all her energy. Right. Um. So so disturbing. <laughs> really um, was. And then the hair kind of showing off before it before it died. Yeah. Also a very good moments. Moving on to chapter seven, Jack in the Box. This chapter introduces Kiri's friend Shiho, who is really kind of the only good friend of of uh, <laughs> of Kiri's. <laughs> or I guess I guess Chie in in the end kind of is also a good person, but um, but Shiho is kind of the only good person in school, kind of other than <laughs> other than um, like Kiri and her boyfriend, kind of. Or, or actually, her boyfriend isn't even at that school. But yeah, yeah, Sh- Shiho. Yeah, introduced here. What whatever happens to Shiho? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't actually get to see exactly what happens. I assume she died when the storms came, like all the yeah. you know when when the, the city was destroyed and all of the storms. That makes sense. Because we don't we don't we never see her after that point. Hmm. Also, that kind of starts happening with this chapter, and I believe is this the start of volume two? Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. This is the first, it should be the first chapter of it, volume two. It feels like this volume picks up on the horror side of things where the pre the previous volume well i mean obviously there was horrifying things it felt like it was more uh disturbing and not quite in the 
fearful element, at least oh, yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And then in volume two, you get some really scary, like gory and oh yeah, well again, disturbing things that that happen. And it's just like true, <laughs> true horror. It's like man, yeah. If uh, it, it feels more traditional in that way, but but still being very you know creative and and unique in how he went about it. And some of some of these chapters I adore. Yeah, yeah. There's some absolutely masterful chapters. Uh, Jack in the Box. I'll say I wasn't all that fond of on my first read, but on my on my reread that I did recently, I um, I appreciated this chapter more, much more than I did on my first read. Yeah, I feel similarly actually. Nice. It's spooky, but also kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, by this chapter, it, it seems like it's. It's not just the town that's cursed, but it's the people from Kurozucho as well. Like just kind of mm. a- anyone, even though, or I, or at least that's that's what it seems like. People, even people who don't appear to be cursed, are still cursed by default just for being from this town, uh, since they're they're talking about how people who moved out to different towns and died elsewhere, when they're crem- cremated, the smoke still creates these uh, spirals in the sky. So yeah, I guess it's just interesting to see. Or I guess with that, with that in mind, I wonder if if there even was a chance for for uh, Kiri and, and Shuichi, even if they had escaped, were they still cursed from the start anyway? Maybe not the start. You know, I I think because because not everybody who was dying when they were and cremated were having the same issue. Either it started with. Mr. Saito, or it ended up just getting to the point of no return. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter at this point, but <laughs> still, I, yeah. I think there, there was maybe a little bit of hope, but yeah, it's too, it's too late now. Yeah, for sure, sadly. And Mitsuru, or the Jack in the Box guy, he, I, I, I thought he was pretty similar to Azami uh, from Chapter 3, and in, in how uh. he's also a character who. He can't, like he, he can't take no for an answer for you know from his uh, romantic interest. <laughs> who is also um, you know in, in in both of these instances, the, the the person that they're each interested in is already taken, uh, and and they're still mm-hmm. they're still uh, yeah unable to kind of accept that. So I I definitely saw similarities between those characters. And again, characters like this make me super uncomfortable. So it definitely works in a <laughs> in a horror setting <laughs> for me. You know, not only that, but the book says he's a seventh grader. Right. And that would put him like, what, 12, 13, or maybe 14 or something like that? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's quite young. And, and so I, I, I was confused because I, I could have sworn Kitty was in high school. And according to the, mm-hmm. the fandoms, the Wikipedia things I've seen, like, she says she's 18. It's like, what? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> This twelve year twelve year old is just knows what he likes. Apparently, <laughs> but I guess it his interactions and you know and what he was doing his actions make a little more sense because he's so childish. Uh, right. Um, yeah. He's still a kid, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was definitely not right in the head. I mean, no. Def- oh. Definitely needed some help. But you know the whole cursed by the spirit thing or spiral thing and. Mm. All I'm going to say is car one, love zero. (laughs) Car wins every time. It does. (laughs) I, yeah. One detail that I guess I'm not 100% sure if this is intentional, but 
on, on the first panel when we get to see kind of the entire body of his zombie coming out of the grave um obviously he's kind of patched together kind of s sewn up because of all of the damages that the car caused on him uh so he is damn you can see he's damaged on a lot of places but the the, the place where he at least when I looked at it, where I thought it looked like he was the most damaged still was on the left side of his chest, where his heart would be. And I wonder if that if that is intentional, if that would symbolize the fact that he died with a broken heart or something like that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> could, I could see that. Yeah, so chapter 8, The Snail. Fascinating. Very, very fascinating, right? So the fact that, that Katayama and, well, and two other characters turn into snails, I mean... That that fact alone is is disturbing in and of itself, I think. But mm -hmm. adding on to that, the fact that a lot of people around don't really seem to think it's all that strange. Like they don't like sure, sure they make a little bit of a deal out of it, but not not as much as I would expect people would realistically make kind of out of something like this happening. And that kind of to me made made the whole situation even more unsettling. Hmm. Because I, I feel like if if a if a human would turn into a snail. Mm -hmm. people would make a bigger deal out of it than they did here. And I, I think that's um, something that, that can probably be applied to several of the events throughout the story in how realistically people might react stronger to seeing some of these things. As, as we, talk, we were talking about, like if we were maybe in uh, Kiryas and Shuichi's shoes, we may have left the town much sooner than they did. I mean, they never did, but, you know, mm. like how I, I think people would take a lot of these things more seriously, realistically, I, I, I think. And, and I mean, this is one of the examples with, with the snails in this chapter. But at the same time, I, I, I kind of enjoy it because it, it kind of helps to make the situations feel more just kind of uneasy and just kind of strange and surreal, I guess. Um, and I mean, I, I could see, I could see the fact that everyone we know that everyone in the town is cursed to some extent. I could see that being maybe an explanation for that. And uh, I, I don't know. I, it's not a criticism that they don't act realistically for me. It's 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 mm -hmm. it's, it's more so that yeah, I, I kind of enjoy that they don't because it helps set this uh, this uh, uneasy uh, vibe. To be fair, our realistic reaction nowadays would be like, oh my gosh, I got to post this on social media or at least get, <laughs> no. take a picture of it or something oh, no. like that. You know, I mean, there definitely would be like five, maybe t maybe 10 students there would who would be filming the whole thing and then uh, upload it or just show it to family or something. True. <laughs> um, so I feel like that'd be a definite reaction. Oof. But the, you can't have that here. Like that's smartphones aren't even close to being invented. No. <laughs> um shoot they didn't have a i don't think i even saw a flip phone uh i don't believe so no no this, this i mean this i assume it takes place in the 90s when it was written mm -hmm. um but uh yeah yeah so i guess i agree with you in that maybe the students would run out right instead of just or chill in their desks something uh, i mean they, they were screaming um but at the same time like at this point in time in the story, it, you, you go home and you tell your parents, yeah, my, my classmates turned to a snail. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> what is Mr. Yokota teaching you? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know. But, but I do agree that it does seem that they, most people in this story just kind of 
take the hits as they come instead of just mm. leaving. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> and maybe there's something to that. Maybe they just mentally can't process the idea of leaving because of the mm. curse of the spiral. Right, right. Could be. But anyway, I this is one of my favorite chapters. Uh, we mm. haven't really talked about the chapter itself, uh, really. Yes. I, I thought it was disturbing, you know, the whole transformation and that, that process. I, I thought it was very well drawn. Um, For sure. Poor Katayama, that mm. that poor child, yeah. like, you know, his whole life just gone. Mm. Um, in it, well, human life at least. Yeah. And yeah, it was to me it was funny but disturbing that he had a kind of a smile all the way through the transformation into a snail. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Was, like, was he happy to go to school or if that was just his default snail face? I don't know. Either way. Um, <laughs> It was kind of a creepy thing. Yeah. Oh man. And yeah. It it it's it is so creepy. And like this chapter felt like kind of like a standalone thing at first when when this chapter came around, and then you know the whole sna- the whole snail thing didn't wasn't really part of the story for quite a while after it. But then obviously it came back, and and so I I appreciate I really appreciated how how that came back into the story, and that this chapter actually was very relevant for the story as a whole. Very surprising. And yeah, it was surprising. But and it also I also wonder kind of how sentient are the snail people, you know, once they've uh, become snails. I don't want to think about exactly, it. right? It's <laughs> it's unsettling. Because if they have still have the same kind of brain capacity as they did before, that's incredibly tragic if that's the case. Because he does still come to school even after turning into a snail. And like throughout the whole the whole transformation, or at least on rainy days. Um, and even when he, you know, he, he's on the school buildings, like on, on the side of the building as a snail, he, he came to school, even though he was a snail. I came to school. I don't think he left. Mm. I think he was, he was there the entire day. Could be. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. J- just because it makes it even more tragic and, and, and gruesome, I'd like to think that they do kind of keep their brains intact throughout. Well, here, here's my one thing against that. Uh is um sumira the the punk who bullied him mm. uh, i mean he kind of deserved it a little to transform i mean i don't i don't want to wish you know death or anything on people but mm. you know no. kind of had it coming yeah, in a way for sure but little did they know they were star-crossed lovers right <laughs> true and fair <laughs> that seemed more of like a snail tendency than someone who has still has the Sent you know, human sentient, mm. you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what you were describing, yes. No, but that so, that is know. a good point, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It 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 definitely seems like that might actually be what it's pointing at, as you're saying. Though I guess it could also be that he had a change of heart after being turned into a snail. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, well, I'm a, might as well make the best of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know. And it's also the fact that Got nothing better else to do. <laughs> yeah. I guess another, I mean, they are, or they were humans before, so I guess that might be the reason for what I'm about to say, but I guess, I mean, they look completely like snails by the end, you know, once the transformation is fully mm-hmm. uh, over. I mean, they're larger than normal snails, but still, they look like snails. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. However, when they are roasted, as we see later in the story, their heads look more like human skulls, really. Yeah, the at least the front part. Uh, right, right. Of their face. And I wonder, I mean, that that's creepy in and of itself for sure, but I wonder if that means anything about their brains. 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know about brains. <laughs> no, but I think not. it just implies that, you know, there definitely were human ones. De- definitely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so gross and sad. <laughs> I love the final panel when Mr. Yokota comes uh, and he's, he's turned into a snail, which uh, his, mm. his snail design is just like <laughs> even worse than the other two. <laughs> yeah. um, it actually kind of looks like eggs. And maybe that was yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Right, yeah, his his skin or whatever looks, yeah, grosser. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was definitely definitely a disturbing way to end it. For sure. Oh, boy. So, let's move on to chapter 9, The Black Lighthouse. And this might be my favorite chapter of the manga, actually. Oh, really? Um, oh, okay. It, mm-hmm. Or, I mean... I, I, okay, I, I guess I don't know for sure. I haven't. I don't have like it's the definite ranking, but it's definitely way up there for me. It, it, and it's the, it's really the only contender or like kind of spontaneous, spontaneously that I feel like could be my favorite. So it maybe it is my favorite. Um, huh. Something. What I like kind of a lot about this chapter is um, that Kyrie really gets to be a hero in this chapter. Oh, um, okay, I think, yeah. I think for the first time, really, she. I mean, obviously, she she uh, definitely takes action and does things throughout the story but in this chapter she actually saves the life of her brother as well as two other boys right and yeah she really kind of puts her life on the line uh, for all of that and it all kind of culminates in this uh exciting and horrifying uh scene which i don't know i i thought it was super super interesting and uh i i enjoyed the mystery and and thrill of it yeah I I thought it was okay for me. Um, I I didn't like it as much as the snail one or some of the other ones. Fair. Um, also, Mitsuo just drives me crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I feel bad for how his story ends, and I know he's a little kid, but he's just like, mm. you know, oh, I want to do this horribly dangerous thing. He's like, no, don't do that, <laughs> stupid. Ah, do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I you know how would it all end for him? Like I felt bad for him and yeah. I didn't want him to die in a fiery death or anything like that. No. Um, but, uh, thank goodness he has a competent older sister, um, mm-hmm. who, you know, if she was a little more confident, she would have ran away already, but, it, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I agree that it was nice to see Kide in the, uh, kind of take the hero role there. Yeah. I thought people walking around in circles was pretty funny too. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, obviously tormenting, but mm. still, this <laughs> is kind of funny. It, yes, yes, definitely both tormenting and, and kind of funny. But uh, that, or l- much later on in the story, when they were trying to escape um, from uh, from the from the town, and you know they realized it was impossible, they always kind of ended up back where they started. My thoughts went back to this uh, phenomenon where mm. people were walking in circles. And I wonder if it could be if there could be a connection there as to, for example, why when Kirie and the others walked started walking uh, like away from the city through the hills, they somehow started walking back without realizing it. And I wonder if that was, yeah, because they they just turned around without no noticing it, kind of similarly as to how some people were doing in the, in this chapter. Hmm. Uh, perhaps. Well, I think they noticed though, because they they were like. You know, help me, stop me, help me. True. Help. I mean, although it was different because there was someone who who was just saying like, oh, I'm trying to get to this place, but it's taking forever. Like, like at least I mean, it was different. So some of them were definitely aware, but I don't think all of them were aware of it. I think she was also aware, but she was just like, why, why? I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, mm. no point. Yeah, no yeah. point <laughs> going on about that. But 
No, that's interesting. Interesting theory. Uh, yeah. So let's move on to chapter ten: mosquitoes. Okay. Now this one <laughs> is disturbing, scary, and my favorite. This, ah, this, okay. This in, is in terms of horror.、Mm. This one's my favorite. Gotcha. <laughs> I I I just want to say first of all I like how Kiri's cousin Keiko、uh, refers to the baby in her stomach as the little monster before it's born.、Oh、like、gosh. like I can feel the the little monster kicking or whatever she says. I like that foreshadowing because <laughs> like not knowing what's to come, it's just, it, it's not that strange of a thing to say. But the word monster really becomes, yo、uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it has weight. <laughs> When they mention at the very beginning of the story the or that chapter. They mentioned the mating male columns. I was like a little suspicious. I was like,、mm. okay, why the mating part?、Mm, what's going?、On? And then the pregnant women came into the story. I was like, no way, <laughs> no way. And then freaking Shuichi brought up the female mosquito crab. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so what? Did the did the male mosquitoes impregnate the human women? That's so disgusting. Like what? Or or were they already pregnant and they and they and they and they just got their blood sucked and that's, but it's never clear on that. I guess it is a bit unclear. I I actually never、uh, thought about it. Perhaps having been the mosquitoes impregnating them,、um, <laughs> that is an interesting thought though. Well, what what did what did you what did you think it was?、Uh, I mean, I I thought it was like, like I I thought it was like regular pregnancies from the start, but then. I, I guess I guess then they may have、uh, gotten bit by the mosquitoes or something, and that may have caused the thing to start. But that initially、mm-hmm. it was caused as as a regular pregnancy was my thought. But you also have to realize that you know all the blood and and you know the evidence of any sort of attack was cleaned up by something. True,、um, but could mosquitoes it, do that? And it was implied it was the mosquito. It was implied there was the mosquitoes. It was implied that it may have been their husbands, right? Wasn't it? The mosquitoes, because that you see mosquito columns in the back. Oh, okay. In in, in <laughs>、oh, that panel. Oh dear. Yeah. I mean, look. Maybe I'm overthinking <laughs> this. I, I I really could be, but <laughs> especially since in the next chapter, spoilers for the next chapter, Keiko, her cousin, basically gets a tongue that's like a mosquito needle thing,、mm. and it, it basically becomes a mosquito、yeah. without the wings. True. And it's yeah. To me, it's just. Oh yeah, there's I don't know. There, anyway,、um, whatever's happening, it's disturbing, scary, <laughs> and the whole like army of pregnant vampire women mosquito <laughs> things is just oh so scary. And I and I love it's so it's so off the wall. And they like taking the what are they what are they called corkscrews? I don't I don't I'm not, I'm not sure. But yeah, like the drill thing.、Mm. The drill thing, and oh, and drilling into the people and sucking them. Oh、mm-hmm. my gosh! That's somebody's kink. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! <laughs> uh, uh, there, mm, yeah. There are. I don't know. I, I don't know how many people there are in this world. I, but in the world population, there could be one. Yes. There could be one. I'm sure there's at least one. I'm, that's all I'm giving you. <laughs> that. Oh my gosh. Well.、Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, the, in terms of just. Absolute、uh, horror, and just as I read each page, just the kind of realization, at least I feel, of what's going on,、mm. just settled, and it just made this my my favorite chapter. Nice, it's definitely worthy. I also love how this, kind of, as far as cannibalism goes, this chapter 
um, it's kind of kind of a good way to prepare us for what's to come. And obviously, the next chapter we have the placentas, and uh. and then obviously the snail snails later on in the story. True. Like um, it does it does kind of prepare us a little bit for <laughs> for the stuff that's actually, or I, in my opinion, probably a, a bit worse at least as far as cannibalism goes. Well, at least as far as cannibalism, I guess so. Um, the blood sucking is still is still gross. Oh, man. absolutely, it's it definitely <laughs> not denying that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I have on that chapter. But chapter eleven kind of connects to it. Yes, let's move on to chapter eleven, the umbilical cord. So yeah, this is definitely another disturbing chapter. Uh-huh. I didn't like it as much as ten because I look I. He did a good job of making it disturbing, but it, it just got too much for me. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm done. So maybe that makes me a hypocrite. I don't know. But I mean, it's still good. It, yes. It's horror, but for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just so gross. I mean, yeah, the entire hospital sequence, like the, these two chapters together, like they were, they were a good combo, I think. Worst hospital ever. <laughs> One star. At least the food was good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh but yeah yeah well yeah so the 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 whole idea <laughs> of the, the babies going back into the womb like it's no. it's disturbing in and of itself just when the babies are yeah. talking to each other and and they're talking about that like like oh no don't even talk about that but then actually seeing the image of keiko having had her baby put back into her womb <sighs> like that panel that panel um, uh, I gotta say, uh, is the most disturbing imagery in this entire manga to me. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm there with you. It is. Oh, but I, I love, I love how disturbing it is. But oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, this this hospital section is really just mm-hmm. something out of a out of a nightmare. It, Absolutely. Like, all, I mean, all, all these things can be are nightmarish. I, I, I won't <laughs> disagree with that. But like, man, like that that is just. <sighs> Wet your bed, kind of scary, man. <laughs> it is. I, I could see this, someone doing like a haunted hospital, you know, version of this. To be honest, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it is that disturbing. Yeah. Oof. And and just all the placenta. Right. Us. It, it, oh, it, it's all growing. And it's, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, and I, I thought it would it would be mosquito related, um, and it really didn't seem to be until Keiko kind of got the mosquito tongue thing right right um, yeah <laughs> but still it's it's weird <laughs> yeah, weird babies <laughs> never yeah yeah <laughs> gosh but um actually at the start of this chapter we see how well kiria has but by that point in time she has been through horrible things she has seen horrible mm-hmm. things namely the all the women trying to attack her at night at the hospital um and and she you know uh she's trying to tell people but nobody believes her people think she's crazy for saying the things that she's saying and i think mm-hmm. from that point on in the story kiria becomes more kind of more like shuichi in that regard since i mean he has really from the very beginning kind of understood how how weird things are and even mm-hmm. even Kyrie, uh, until very recently, and before this, uh, she used to say at least two or three times, like, "Oh, he's acting so strange lately," or some stuff like that. Um, but now she, I, I think, from this point on in the story, she understands him a lot better, and they're more kind of on the same wavelength when it comes to this curse and everything re- related to it. Yeah, I I think I agree. I don't think 
there's really any other instance where she's like, Shuichi, what are you doing? Like, that's <laughs> not, I mean, she, she doesn't talk like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't imagine so, no. <laughs> but yeah, from that um, moment on, it does, mm. it does feel a little bit more like, she finally is like, yeah, wait a minute. There's something, there's something wrong here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is not normal. No. Huh. Well, chapter 12, The Storm, is up next. And I guess you can say this is the second time that the spiral curse is targeting Kyrie, because, well, with the Medusa chapter being the first time. Um, but now the, the curse is like, it's calling to her and watching her and only her. And I think that, that, that is definitely creepy to, to know that she, is, she specifically is being targeted here. Storm simping for Kyrie. It is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I love the line where Shuichi's like, you can't help how the storm feels. It's like, it's like some, it's like she's like broke some guy's heart. Um, and it's like, you can't help how he feels. And just like, you can't help how you feel, you know? It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how, yeah. I think he also kind of, he, he sort of refers to the storm as a love rival to him or something like that. Yes, uh, he does. <laughs> that was kind of funny. At the very beginning of this chapter, mm. Shuichi and Kirei are just sitting on the beach. He just looks so miserable. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just done. I don't, I don't want to exist anymore. <laughs> and Kirie, honestly, like, after all she's been through, she looks like life is good. Yeah. And then she just leaves her head on it. It was like, yeah, this is the best. Like, <laughs> right. Girl, do you not understand what just happened in the past 11 chapters? <laughs> Oh yeah, could be could be the curse. Could be the curse that's kind of just making her feel better than she should. Maybe, maybe. maybe. That, that very very good good potential. And, <laughs> or she's just like this super. This is her personality. Just a very optimistic person. True. Yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> Anything else on that chapter? No. Then uh, chapter thirteen, the house. Wakabayashi, what a creep. Yeah, I I knew that Wakabayashi was a was a creep as soon as you see the the eye peeping <laughs> yes like because you don't you don't see whose face you just see the eyeball mm -hmm. i was like oh i bet that's wakabayashi right <laughs> i it you know maybe they're trying to lead it to the other guy no it's wakabayashi that, yeah i could tell through his freaking facade what a creep uh-huh yeah definitely yeah i definitely had that kind of aura to him um uh -huh. but um i was actually thinking of connecting this chapter to the previous one and how Wakabayashi, in a way, is a personification of the storm. Oh. As we were talking about earlier, the storm kind of seemed to like uh, Kyrie, or I mean, as we said, can't like... Can't help how the storm feels. Can't help how the storm feels, and like how it being a <laughs> love rival to Shuichi and all that. Um, and obviously we know that Wakabayashi definitely fancied her as well. And also how kind of the imagery of... But both the storm and Wakabayashi were keeping a single watchful eye on Kirie. Oh, interesting. Obviously, different, but still, I think that 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 definitely was a similarity, at least between the two of them, and also mm -hmm. how the storm vanished shortly after Wak Wakabayashi died. Hmm. So I could I could see that as being uh, an intended uh, kind of connection, but still very much a speculation. Yeah, it could be definitely could be connection. Uh, I will say the storm killed Wakabayashi, so I guess the storm killed itself. This, I mean, the storm being like a, the winds through a beam. Oh, true, true. I guess, yeah. I guess how you, yeah. <laughs> that, that that's a fair point, I guess. <laughs> but I do agree with you that 
Kitty has to beat the boys off with a stick, it seems like. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing the spiral just really likes her. It uh, definitely seems like it. Or 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 something like that. I, I, I don't know. And, and may, maybe it just fixates, fixates on any woman, but still, I, uh, I agree with you that it does seem like there's some sort of fixation on her. Right. It's like she's the main character or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, moving on to chapter 14, Butterflies. And yeah, th- this chapter introduces Chie Maruyama, another one of the characters that actually remain good throughout. Uh, yeah. One of the few, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to have her around for a while. Right. And yeah, and from this point on, we know for a fact that it's impossible to leave uh, Kurozucho. I, I believe, I, I think it was already impossible before this for, for some time. I agree. But, but at mm-hmm. least from here on, we know for a fact. Oh yeah, and, and as I said before, I, as I speculate, like, that, that Shiho probably died in the storms because we, we never see her at all from this point onward. So mm. she, she's probably dead, sadly. But Kiria gets a new friend in, G- in GA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, oh, Shiho died. Oh, new friend. Hey. Uh, not being able to make noise is is got to be quite stifling, I feel like. You know, mm. Kind of suffocating in a way. Definitely, I think, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's a different kind of terror that, or fear that um, I wouldn't, have uh, suspected mm. it's almost like walking on a tightrope yeah. and it, just being very careful how you go right uh how you move so right yeah that there's some terror there mm. and then the demon children <laughs> yeah and and now they fly and now they fly uh, oh no yeah oh nothing ever comes of that though but still they, they were mm. Terrible little monsters. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of the pioneers in, in flying. Yeah. So, like, they, they were kind of the inspiration for those gangs that would come, uh, kind of come up later. Yeah. Well, chapter 15, Chaos, is up next. Uh, and this is the chapter where they find that old map of Kurozucho, uh, which yeah. I love. I love how ominous and mysterious that is at first. Uh, and, like, how it both, it both foreshadows the future of the story while also giving us information in a way about the past. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't know, it, it's such a cool detail that uh, isn't, it, it might not be super clear at first, but definitely is very important in the grand scheme of things. Yep. I, I feel like, it, maybe it started in chapter 14, but definitely chapter 15 feels like the story is building to its climax. Oh yeah. Like, almost everything that's addressed in the previous chapters kind of comes back, starts coming back in a way. You know, the the, the row houses, mm. the twisters, the uh, the snails. They yeah. they all start kind of playing a role in what's in what's happening in um I'll get it. Don't tell me. I'll get it. I gotta I gotta turn the page to it. <laughs> Kurozucho. Yes. <laughs> uh yes. So this kind of felt like the the start of that. Although it it was my favorite chapter but still was kind of suspenseful in confronting that the flying gang right. snail snails eating <laughs> precisely yeah <laughs> so chapter 16 erosion 
I kind of love the reveal about all the row houses being so full of people that everyone's like kind of yeah become tied together inside there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and how they're starting to extend the row houses to make to make more space, which obviously would eventually lead to the spiral forming. When when I saw them start building it, I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that that was the the light bulb." Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it's man. such it's such a good build up to that, like the whole thing. Yeah, it 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 really works so well, and how how it is definitely possible to kind of figure it out before it's spelled out for you. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. It seems like the snails and the tornadoes are forcing the people inside the row houses to, to, and then force them to build out. So it's like the spiral in that way is, or at least the curse is, is forcing people to build the, the spiral um, because if they stay outside, um, then they're going to turn into snails or mm. be killed other ways. So right, right, right. That that's kind of the the feeling I got of why that that was happening. I mean, I mean, other than being just disturbing and a curse, I feel like there's an end to the means for Precisely. this curse for whatever reason. And for sure, I yeah. think that's what was going down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a reason behind it all. But yeah, we. We didn't get to actually see Kyria eat the the meat of the snail person in this uh, chapter, but we know that she did through her narration. She she she, she tells us that she did yeah. eat that meat. And what's I mean, it's 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 sad itself just to know that she did kind of. But the fact that we learn like very shortly after that, we find out that her little brother has started to turn into a snail. And that's like pretty much right after she ate the meat of the of a snail person. It's ah, oh, oh, it's so unsettling <laughs> and sad. Yeah, mm. it really is. Yeah. Do, so that's inter- that's interesting things. Like, do you call it cannibalism? Like, I I don't know. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is debatable. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's disturbing either way, and there is like this moral dilemma you have here. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, some of these guys, you know, even if there was other food options, they'd probably just jump at the, uh, jump at the idea. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, if if it's eating an actual person or eating eating the snail that used to be human, I'll, I'll take the snail. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I won't. I won't even starve. I'd be like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't know. And maybe maybe I would chicken out at the end. I. What I don't know. I mean, I definitely wouldn't eat it raw. Like, ugh. Um, but speaking of that, so we also in chapter sixteen get Tanizaki and Takimoto introduced. Yes, and I think both of those characters, I I like in different ways. Uh, <laughs> Takimoto I like because he's just he ends up becoming this deranged scumbag. <laughs> um, For sure. The Tanizaki I I like because I don't know. I feel like besides Kirie and Shuichi and even Chie. To me, Tanizaki seems like the only capable person here. <laughs> so let's talk about chapter 17, Escape. Operation Save Mitsuo from being eaten. Yeah. Oh, God. Suspenseful and yet hopeless. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he, maybe he didn't get eaten, but he, he did turn into a snail. He so did turn into like a snail. And I think, he, I think he escaped, but, I mean, he probably didn't at, live long. At that point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well. <laughs> Uh, what does it matter? Yeah. 
really, I think in a lot of chapters in this manga, I feel like kind of it's the humans that frighten me the most. Oh. Uh, and this chapter definitely kind of was maybe the apex of that for me and how kind of the, the humans that are the scary. I mean, sure, they are, yeah. they are cursed, I guess. But still, uh-huh. uh, they're not they're not cursed to like like super noticeably cursed. Like they don't get like spirally hair or jumping around on a car spring. You know, <laughs> it's not that level of cursed. So right. it makes it really eerie to see these humans acting so so inhuman. Kind mm-hmm. of, yeah, it's just super freaky. How how uh, it's just crawling into the shell and eat oh yeah like no. like to eat like because when he does that he crawls into the into the shell and he eats his face while he's oh. while the oh. while he's still alive ah oh. it's it's so Ugh. <laughs> well it's just like it's cargo <laughs> His cargo is not that big, though. Yeah. <laughs> and and it didn't used to be a human. That's the big thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It didn't used to be that big. That's your problem? <laughs> the size? I mean, hey. Size doesn't matter. No. Um, <laughs> no. The... Yeah, the stealth eating was super disturbing. I did like the the sudden slip into spiral madness at the very end there. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of just put it an end to their evil ways right it's funny how kiddie promises come back for me so i was like mm. that's like that's ever gonna happen <laughs> yeah oh that was so sad honestly when she has to yeah. like force him to go like she pokes him with a stick like go or i'll hit you oh it's oh <laughs> yeah. that that actually was me that was probably the most emotional part in this manga for me really uh like i, I was close to crying uh when i read that part yeah. And, and I, I don't think any other parts kind of got me emotional in that kind of a way. Like, emotional in, in the sense of, like, kind of terrified. Like, yeah, sure. But, like, in terms of, like, kind of just, kind of just sadness. Loss kind of, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, this one was kind of the best at that, I think. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. Uh, speaking to your point about humans being the most terrifying thing, at first I was like, really? Is that... But now I think about it, mm. like, my favorite chapter and and... <laughs> the, that section like it basically dealt with humans yes they were <laughs> acting strangely and but part of it was that at night they were those creatures and then or t- you know blood sucking demons and then yeah. they became these perfectly beautiful pregnant women <laughs> and uh i guess that's part of the disturbing and, and scary part of it so yes yeah. i agree that humans are <laughs> part of the most uh, terrifying things in this story right and uh takemoto and his his Snail obsessed crew definitely fit the bill there. Absolutely. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> well, shall we move on to chapter 18, The Labyrinth? Yes, please. So, a lot of big reveals in this chapter. Like, well, things that we mm-hmm. one might have speculated on prior to, to it, but things that we actually get to know for sure. Like the row houses forming the spiral, for instance. That's definitely the big the big thing that we learn on kind of the title page for the for, for this chapter. And 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 how this whole thing going on in the town has likely been repeated uh, several times throughout history, uh, supposedly. Um, and I, I think it seems pretty safe to assume that's the case. Yeah. Um, also, the reveal about the stairs leading down the well, like under the dragonfly pond, comes in this chapter at, by the end of it. So uh, that, that that's another pretty big one. 
Yeah, that was pretty big. I did not expect there. I didn't really know what the spiral was leading to. I mean, I knew it was leading to the pond, but I didn't think it would lead to something like deep underground. Right. Yeah. Kind of, that <laughs> that was that was really surprising to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of wish I would, I would have thought of it. It's like, oh dang. It. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, because we the hints were there, but it's yeah, it's hard. I I don't think a lot of people do pick up on all that. Like I I I didn't either. I don't know if like hints per se, like because I knew something was gonna be there. Mm. I just didn't. I don't know if the hints would say that it's underground. You know what I mean? Okay, I guess that's fair. I yeah, I guess I just wondered because th- there should be, or at least thinking about kind of what the spiral in Azami's forehead was like. That 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 became mm-hmm. a, a a hole uh, in her head. True. Where things were being sucked in, and so I guess I guess I guess you could make that parallel. But I mean, I, I didn't <laughs> when I read the book, but well, I I think one could. I guess. Okay. Fair enough. But uh, yeah. Um, but still, it was it was a cool cool surprise, you know. Just really made the the build up to the final chapter suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Uh, just speaking about chapter eighteen, my boy Tanizaki, he's just built differently. Right? <laughs> yes. he, for years, years apparently, <laughs> yeah, he was building, helping build the 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 houses, but he never. I mean, maybe maybe in the end he went inside, but he was like one of the only people if not the only people besides our, our main trio oh, yeah. who wasn't transformed by the spiral you know true because he jammed it he was actually picking up bodies he's like oh man just clean us up I'm like come on guys we're trying to run a business here <laughs> i mean you yeah know? right okay yeah you're right plus yeah his mind he, he seemed sane and and he wasn't like his body hadn't been transfigured or anything all of that is true mm-hmm. but he was still working for the curse in a way like so, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no doubt about that. Right. I, I don't doubt he wasn't cursed. I'll be, I'll be, I mean, because they're all mm, cursed, right, right. Um, <laughs> but again, survival. It's like I just, I just gotta, just gotta do it. We gotta get everybody safe. We gotta put everybody in these houses. Yeah, <laughs> not enough room. We gotta build more houses. I, I get it. Yeah. It was also the reveal that a lot of time had passed. Yes, yes. While they had tried to escape, that you know, mm. time is just kind of messed up mm-hmm. outside and inside. Right. Precisely. That that is really interesting. And sadly, this chapter was the end for Chie as well, as well as everyone inside the row houses. I like you're right, everyone. <laughs> but Chie, Chie, it was sad to see Chie go. Yeah, it it was so sudden too. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, I guess mm. some other characters had a little had a, had a whole chapter to die. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, in in the grand scheme of things, it, you know, it, it makes sense. Chie wasn't really like a main party member for a long time, so. It is what it is, but at the same time, I was kind of like, "Wait a minute, no, yeah, she can't just, that's it. She can't just be gone." Yeah, right. But she was. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny though that when everything was complete, and then suddenly the the whooshing sound or whatever, I was mm. like, "They get flushed down a toilet." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they kind of did. Kind of did. That's funny. They better not use that sound effect in the anime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh it's plugged up again get the plunge um no, oh, no. but it it was it was kind of a drain though so yeah it was yeah explains it for sure <laughs> yes and so they begin their descent chapter 19 completion the final chapter gave us such a bittersweet ending yeah absolutely awfully tragic in so many ways but i i, I kind of like like uh, it, it, it's kind of beautiful 
with with Kirie and and Shuichi in a way getting to embrace each other for eternity. Like I think that's beautiful. Um, yeah. I, I guess like depending on how you interpret it, I think you can probably interpret the ending in a couple different ways. But but yeah, it's definitely tragic and beautiful in my opinion. I agree. I agree. And you know, it's it's eternity type of thing because even Kirie mentions that the spiral is eternal. Yeah. Um mm. so I guess their their love is eternal in that yeah. in that way. <laughs> I actually had thought the mom and dad had died previously, you know, when they were right. disappeared, I was like they're dead. Mm. But no, I mean she in the end she kinda sees them. Right. Or she does see them. <laughs> but they were dead, so yeah. yeah. By then they were, but but yeah, I I also <laughs> assumed that both of them died in the winds or like the yeah the storms, that each of them were. Yeah, kind of... it's kind of a, it's it's kind of a strange reward, um, yeah, for Kirie, you know, because because <laughs> usually the 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 MC has something a goal they're going to, and her goal was well find her mom and dad at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. and she had some hope that they were still alive, so it's kind of strange that she would be rewarded in a way, but it you know. At that point, it was just kind of like no point or you know pointless or too late. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it was still nice for her to see them. Yeah, I, I I think so. I think it gave her some closure that she needed. Yeah. Yeah, and and like and that's also true. Like how she and Shuichi by the end, sure it's tragic, and sure they may not have chosen to be in that situation, uh, or they definitely didn't. But I think. I I don't think they were I don't think either of them were like sad about about how things ended uh necessarily like I I don't know at least I didn't really get those vibes I I feel like they were together they had each other and they would get to embrace each other for eternity and I think I think there was some value to that even though things were also sad I guess at the same time Yeah you know I mean it was definitely like embracing their fate in I don't know, some positive light. Because at that point, Shuichi feels like he he can't go on. He tries to say, Kirie, get out of here. I mean, I, I don't know how she would get out of there. So. True, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the end, I think they just deal with the fact that, you know, there was nothing they could do, and at least we were together. Yeah. That kind of message. Precisely, and so they do what the Romeo and Juliet couple did in Chapter Five, basically. Yeah, more or less. More or less, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when I saw the drill, uh, I was and at first when I first read, it, I was kind of confused what it was. I thought it was actually going to come out and just like poke out and be kind of an antenna thing. Ah. But when I when I re when I reread it, I realized, oh, it's the plug. Right. It, mm. And so when it when it screwed down or when it came down, all the water. And then everything, not just the water, but all the people, mm. um, spilled into it. Precisely. So I was like, mm. uh, okay. <laughs> so it's very interesting. And I guess over time that, that lake will fill up again and then people will build around it or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wonder, I wonder how this can be redone, like you know, how the spiral can get away with it again. I mean, maybe over time people will forget I mean, obviously, there's no one to remember, but clearly, yeah. people are aware that there's something going down there, and I don't know. They say the curse stops, so supposedly a plane or something could go around, could fly, or a helicopter could fly over, then be okay and see that there's this strange spiral 
shape. Yeah. And everyone who lived there is gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what would they do? Yeah. That, yeah. It's definitely suspicious. And yeah, but, 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 you know, in, in two or 300 years, you know, you're right. It might not be like a big deal anymore. And it might, yeah, mm-hmm. people might settle there again. And the row houses may be partially ruined again, kind of as they were uh-huh. and stuff like that. So I, I do believe it could repeat itself. Was it every 300 years? Is that, is that what we was established? I don't think anything specific, specific was established. I don't think. Oh, okay. okay. Um, gotcha. I, I don't believe anyway. Um, but at the very least, the row houses were built before the 19th century. Uh, 19th century. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, th- 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 but, you know, it could have been a long time before that. At least it was before that, though. Uh, yeah. That's all we know about the row houses. Well, then what about... The spiral city like oh yeah what is that do you have any any <laughs> thoughts about that uh, actually honestly not really i i just kind of accepted that as a kind of mysterious thing that should be left as an unknown kind of of course of course <laughs> i i don't expect to solve it at honest honestly my whole theorizing in the very beginning was just because of that that chapter that we read and it being at the end, I thought, oh, maybe there could be some sort of connection. Mm. Um, especially since they they were unaware of, or they, they kind of hinted at it being created by somebody. Yeah. And, and that the city just kept going and following the, the, the commands of its creator or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Uh, something like that. But obviously that's just them pontificating and, you know, there's no... There's no way to answer that, but exactly, yes, it, it's yeah. I, I guess ours, our theories could be as good as theirs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel like a kind of living city in a way. Yeah, where while everything turns into stone, like the the people of Kurozo end up turning into stone, uh, Kurozu, excuse me, um, hmm. turn into stone. It feels like the spiral itself is kind of almost breathing and living and. I don't know. It's maybe breathing is not the right word, but just still thriving <laughs> alive in a way. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because I think it it is it is alive at least in the in the way that it's you know it is cursing the the people that live above it and uh, yeah, it is actively causing it actively caused everything that we read in 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 this manga. So <laughs> yeah, it's such a unique design and yeah, uh, just incredible imagination to come up with these just spiral buildings and figures and yeah it's just fascinating stuff absolutely yeah i really enjoyed this ending like it was a bleak ending uh absolutely but i man i i loved it so much it was and it was super fitting for the story yeah for the story for the for the horror genre mm. i mean sometimes like horror movies will just kind of end in a, in a happy way and yeah, <laughs> yeah. people like the happy ending but sometimes it's nice to have a uh an ending that's not necessarily perfect well i i guess it's just, well i guess you could say this ending is perfect for this story it's nice to have endings that are not you know always happy-go-lucky yeah i guess i'll say absolutely yeah i i i think this was a, a perfect ending for this story but yeah as a whole what a brilliant manga this is <laughs> in my opinion like the mix of supernatural horror, psychological horror, and body horror, like it made it mm-hmm. a super thrilling read, really from start to finish. And I think uh, Kyrie was a fantastic protagonist. 
uh, throughout. Uh, yeah, the the theme of the spiral is just so fascinating, and it, it has given me pause to think about what other instances can I see the spiral in my in my own life. Right. <laughs> but you know, I don't necessarily like. I haven't grown like a fear to it at all. <laughs> Good. <laughs> per se. Uh, but I am scared of pregnant uh, mosquito <laughs> vampire women. So I don't blame a, you. That's a new fear unlocked. <laughs> well done, Junji Ito. You have succeeded. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. And yeah, again, definitely. Yeah. He did. He did. He did succeed in making me a bit uncomfortable whenever I see uh, spirals. Now it. It. It definitely. I, That's good. I didn't think it would have the effect it did That's on me. That's cool. And like to be fair, it's not. Again, it's not super super strong, but it's. It. It is there. Right. Like, I do get like a sense of, of a uh, like, unease a little bit if I see a spiral somewhere, uh, which is fun. I. I kind of enjoyed it a little bit actually. <laughs> As long as I'm not like legitimately spooked out, you know, I think it's still yeah it's fine. <laughs> um, if I ever have to eat snail, I, I don't know, I don't know if I could. Actually, you know. that, that's a good point. I don't. I think I would struggle too after having read this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. But um, on a scale from one to ten, how would you rate this manga, James? That's a good question. I didn't think of, I didn't think about that. Um it's really good for horror manga. Yeah. Um well not to say horror manga is bad or anything. <laughs> um that make that made it kind of sound that way. No, I think for it's for for the genre it's in, it's probably, you know, um easy to consider this a, a masterpiece, I, I feel. I for me personally, I don't you know I'd probably give it a nine out of ten. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Yeah, in, be, in between an eight and a nine, I, 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 I feel like <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what I, I have to do in order to for it to be a ten. But I guess when I think of a ten, I have to be in, like you know blown away. And while I, while I loved what was done here, I, I don't think my, I don't think I was blown away in the in the way that. I would give it ten out of ten. Maybe I'm being harsh, but hmm. I still think it's an incredible manga. Don't get me wrong. Right? Yeah. No. No. That's score. a good score. Eight, eight, eight and nine both are good scores. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's funny. I I was actually also thinking somewhere between an eight and a nine. I, I I'm also kind of oh. a little bit on the fence. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I I have on my anime list. I have I rated it a an eight for now, um, but I mean I I could see it being worthy of any nine for me as from me also, but. I mean, yeah. It, either way, I absolutely loved it. It's such a such an amazing uh, story, and and I mean, the art yeah. is beautiful also throughout. It's, yeah. Really great. though, yeah. Mm. Really good. <laughs> I want to read his other works now. Oh yeah. Just yeah. just personally, I don't I don't think we'll. I mean, I guess we could. I don't know. Maybe next year's Halloween. Maybe we'll do that. I don't Who knows? Know. Who knows? <laughs> I do want to go and read his other works and just see what mm. what the like. Because I've seen, for example, I've seen some memes like you know. This hole belongs to me, or or something like that. This oh, hole yeah. is meant for me. Have, have you ever seen that meme yes, before? Yes, I have seen it. Yes, yes. I almost expected it to be here in the Uzumaki thing, but it clearly was not. Uh-uh. So I'm curious to see where that uh, goes. So yeah, right. I, I, yeah. you know, stuff. I didn't actually even know that that was from a Junji Ito manga. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that meme, or well, it's not a meme originally. But, well, what, what 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 is a meme originally? Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
to anyone who's new to Mami Manga, and if you enjoyed listening to us, uh, we do cover a bunch of other manga series as well that we cover, uh, not a whole series per uh, in, in the discussion, but we do, we, we kind of go volume by volume, uh, one volume per discussion, and those ones that we do cover are Kaguya-sama Love's War, To Your Eternity, Spy Family, Free Run Beyond Journey's End, Vinland Saga, Kaiju Number no. 8, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Asadora. Uh, those are the ones that we're covering at the moment, at, uh, anyway. So yeah, check out those if you want to join our Discord server, that's linked in the description if you're interested. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter, at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms and subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about something else. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! So let's talk about chapter 16, Erosion. Oh, did you mean chapter 17? Wait, that was the one we just talked about. Sorry, let's do that over.